Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Society podcast. As always, I'm Cody Chapman along here with Mr. Nick Milligan. Oh, man. Don't. What? I, I'm not going to say. Don't. I'm not going to say any names. I'm not. I'm going to take mm-hmm. a sip of my coffee. Don't do it. And I'm not. Mm, mm-hmm. This coffee is so good. It I is. will not call you any other names. Well done. Um, did Jeffrey call you the, a name the Shut other day? Up. At the gym, seriously, nope. he didn't. No, I I told him about the joke, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going to call him this." No, and then when you walked up, you never. I, it sounds he like you not. never did it. Okay, yeah, because you He's probably don't want to get in a fight with a 60 year old man at the gym. Well, I mean, there's there's ways to go about it without drawing attention to yourself. <laughs> I'll stab you with an icicle. <laughs> an icicle. <laughs> yeah, it's the ultimate murder weapon. No evidence. No evidence. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Uh, gosh, the things we talk about. Well, you know, good times. Dude, it's like the holiday season. Like full swing. Oh, yeah. Full swing, man. All in. Um, Got the Christmas trees last weekend. Yep. That was fun. At, at, that was right. At your buddy's place. It was like, it was a tree farm, but not a tree farm. Yeah. Slash just... There's gorgeous trees. Come cut them down. Yep. And bring some cookies, and that's your payment. Yep. Right? Yep. A little bonfire going. Yeah. That, was, good. that, that bonfire got ripping at it one did. point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we came home and decorated mm-hmm. while we were playing Christmas music. Oh, yeah. It's a must. Yeah. And for this particular occasion, we played Justin Bieber's Christmas music. Because <laughs> Steph, dude, my <laughs> wife was decorating. She was decorating. And, like, her favorite movie. She loves, like, Michael Buble's Christmas album. Sure. Carrie Underwood's Christmas. All right. Um, but Justin Bieber's Christmas album is one of her favorites. All right. So well. I just went right to that. And Elijah looked at me and he's like, dad, are you playing Justin Bieber right now? I was like, bro, it's, it's like your mom's favorite. Hey, you know, if mama's happy. So I'm saying, dude, she was like, she was, and she loves decorating it. She loves like, I'll help her set it, you know, but she wants to be the one to do all the lights. And then we do the, all the decorations as a family. Gotcha. But I was like, you know what, mama, you want to, you want to put the lights on this sucker? Um, I'm gonna give you the music you want. See, I'm the lights guy. You are. I, I'm the lights guy. The kids and Jess are are the ornaments. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, different strokes, different folks. It's all good. That's what I like to say. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people like to say. I guess <laughs> that's I don't know. a common phrase. Uh, anyways, we're not here to talk about decorating Christmas trees, even though you're Justin all probably Bieber, Justin Bieber, all the things that we never actually typically talk about. No. Yeah. But we decided to record it. You have it to out, start a podcast. Put it out to you all. <laughs> you have to start a podcast some way, you know. Um, a little idle chit chat. Yeah, a little idle chit chat. <laughs> uh, but today we're going to be talking about a question. We we got a question weeks ago. We've the past few weeks have all been answering three questions that we decided yeah. to pull out. We've been of. trying to get to this one. We've been trying to get to this one. We never do. Um, and and big picture, the question that was asked because this individual was like, "Hey." Um, I am serving at my church a lot right now. I am feeling burnt out. Um, but what do I do in this situation? Right. And as we're dialoguing about it, we're like, you know, there's, there's the burnout stuff. And then there's also overwhelm, right? I think yep. both of these 
are really good conversations to have, especially around this time of year. Certainly. Because, man, you want to talk about like just feeling freaking overwhelmed. Um, this season, it's always like the most like diabolical thing in my head because you look and everything's beautiful. It's the holidays and all of this. But like if you were to have someone's inside emotions and thoughts projected onto a screen during this season, and I, I'll just speak for myself. I mean, I'm worried about like, okay, we got we got we got to get gifts for these people. We got to gifts to the kids. All the bills still need to be paid. Um, you know, and all and the parties, all the parties, all the scheduling for all these things, yeah. the extra service at church, perhaps, or practices. on top of the rest on, of your freaking life that was of, already yeah. there. Yeah. It's supposed to be the season of, you know, this joyous, you know, occasion, you know, to celebrate. And yet we tend to stack on so much and then stress out about all the things. It's, it's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and I think this is, it's, it's a microcosm, I think, of what people do in their life on a grander scale. Mm. Because it's not just Christmas, but it's like, I mean, you could go through the year and literally pick out like chunks of time where people are just adding more things onto their plate. You know, like you look at uh, August, September, that's back to school season. Okay, we're back to this, back to this. Summer, okay, let's stack on all the freaking activities that we can and sure. just... And it's like, we just keep ourselves in this perpetual state of overwhelm or burnout. But I don't really think both of those terms are equal. Nope. Um, I, I think they're different things. Personally, we talked a little bit about this question on this last week's call with the Iron Society. Mm -hmm. um, but overwhelm and burnout, like what are they? How, like, how do we know which one is which? And then ultimately, how do we overcome it? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so one, one question I would ask you, Nick, is um, when you have felt overwhelmed or burnt out, what is your, like everybody, every, I think every man has their um, kind of their default response to overwhelm or burnout. Mm -hmm. What's, what's your default response when you get overwhelmed or burnt out? Hmm. I think there's things at times that I've, when I've felt overwhelmed, I'll, I'll have certain things that I'll tend to procrastinate on. Mm. Right. So, you know, once that plate's full, you start to push things to the edge and all of a sudden yeah. it's off the plate and onto the table. And then all of a sudden <laughs> it drops off the table and uh -huh. you're hoping the dog gets it or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, hope someone else gets it. <laughs> and you know, and, in a form that's prioritizing, right? Yeah. But truly you are not taking care of everything that you've either committed to or yeah. should be doing. Um, and so that's, that's not healthy. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think overwhelm can cause you to, to either do that or to sit down and address what's going on and reprioritize, right. Yeah. Restructure and re course adjust, if you will. Right. Um, as far as the burnout goes, I think personally, I, I'm not a fan of the term burnout because yeah. I, I think that puts you in a victim mentality Yeah, that I, I do not want to live in. Yeah. Um, that is not how I roll. I'm, I'm responsible for myself and my schedule and my actions and my responsibilities. So I, I don't like the term victim or uh, burnout because it implies that, that this has been done to me mm -hmm. and um, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And I just, I feel this way because of what somebody else has 
has orchestrated or done or mandated yeah. or whatever. And at the end of the day, I believe that choice is still mine yeah. to control my own schedule and how I'm going to serve, where I'm going to serve, when I'm going to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so really evaluating um, that in a sense can help you kind of see it through a different lens. Mm-hmm. And maybe that burnout that you're feeling is just overwhelmed that you're not um, prioritizing correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So your default when you go to overwhelm is procrastination. It's certainly one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the main thing. I'll, I'll procrastinate on some things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll fill, fill the time with the things that, well, they may not be easy. They're, they're more known quantities, right? Yeah. I'm comfortable over here. So I'll focus on still things that need done, still things that are bringing in the money, still things that are, you know, Mm -hmm. what have you. But, um, when there's too much going on, I'll just kind of tend to push this one thing aside that I, I'm not as comfortable with. I'm not as knowledgeable in, mm-hmm. for instance, when, yep. when really that's the thing, that's the thing that I should be taking care of first. Yep. First thing in the morning when I've yep. got the most energy and, and bandwidth, go attack that and get that weakness ultimately, yep. turn that into a strength yeah. and take care of it. Right. Yep. And then finish the rest. Yeah. But I think, you know, whether it's just old habits that, um, I'm trying to renew Mm -hmm. in, in, and thinking through that and allowing myself to, you know, have a renewing of the mind in a sense and, and, and really start to attack, um, the things that are overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would say that whenever I get overwhelmed, I actually like, I don't necessarily procrastinate. I think procrastination is part of, um, the byproduct of it. But when I get really overwhelmed, I just freeze. Mm. I kind of just like go into like this, like comatose state almost of mm. like just, uh, you know, I, I, and I know I've sometimes I've been, and it's not just, I think there's other factors at play, but there's, I remember times like sitting in my car, like going somewhere in, in a, in like a general season or time when I'm super overwhelmed and I always know I'm there and I'll like get somewhere and I'll just like sit in the car. I'll turn the car off and I'll just sit mm. like, and not do anything, not look at anything, just like sit and kind of stare at the dash almost hmm. for like a few minutes. And I'm like, Whoa, snap out of it, dude. Let's go. We got, we came here on, we came here for something to do, you know? Interesting. That's when I know that I'm like overwhelmed is when I get those moments where I'm just like, uh, like almost like, you know, the spinny wheel of death on a Mac, right? <laughs> it's like when my brain does that or my, like if for like a few minutes, I'm just like, you know? <laughs> um, which therefore causes me to procrastinate on some stuff, yeah. you know? Uh, but ultimately I think overwhelm and burnout are two completely different things. I think overwhelm is when you have said yes to too many things Mm -hmm. and haven't prioritized them well and gotten them done in the appropriate, you know, giving them all their appropriate time and place. And I think burnout is when you've been saying yes to things that you shouldn't be saying yes to. Mm, Sure. Um, so one is volume. I think if just, you've been saying too many yeses. And then the other one is you're saying yes, is that should really be no's. Yeah. Right. And that can be tricky sometimes because there's different seasons where there's just a lot to do. hundred percent. Right. And some of that again is within our control uh-huh. and some of it sometimes isn't right. Like yeah. I remember going through fire Academy and EMT Academy and stuff like 
we both were working full-time jobs. We got yeah. families, all the responsibilities, all the things. And, and all that was above and beyond. Right. Yep. So that's, that's a busy season and you yeah. can feel, you know, maybe not overwhelmed and, and maybe at times overwhelmed, but just busy, right? Mm-hmm. Busy isn't always productive, but busy, you know, can cause you to be productive. Yeah. It doesn't always work the other way around though. So it's really getting in the nitty gritty and, and prioritizing what you can and can't do in the time that you're allotted. Yeah. And sometimes you can't help it. You just, yep. you have more to do. So guess what? You're getting up earlier. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, you're, you need to be more mindful about your time and how you're executing on it, utilizing it to the best you can, because yeah. time is, you can't create more time other yeah. than waking up earlier. I mean, yep. less sleep is the only way to create more time during the day. Yeah. But, um, there's only 24 hours in the day, so yep. you can do what you can do. We are created beings that needs rest. Yep. So you have to sleep at some point. So, um, I think there can be seasons that you cannot help it. You are busier, Yep. but for the most part, most of us can control our lives enough that allow us to create a healthy amount of time spent on all the responsibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think like when I recall all the different seasons of my life where I legitimately had to say yes to more stuff. Sure. Right. I had to, um, at that point, that's where I personally flip a switch from, uh, time management to energy management. Mm. And because th- those are two completely different things. A lot mm-hmm. of people are like, I need mm-hmm. to manage my time better. Sure. And for me, I'm like, no, no, no. I need to manage my energy better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where for me years ago, that's where the gym and all of that became a morning activity for me as mm-hmm. opposed to like an afternoon or evening activity mm-hmm. because it was in seasons where I'm like, I need to set myself up for the day better And so I'm going to put my gym at the front because what it does is it actually energizes me to go attack these things. And that wasn't a time management strategy. That was an energy management strategy. Uh Hey, one last thing before we finish this episode, how would your life change if you had a band of brothers around you at all times that can encourage you, that could challenge you, that would pray for you? And they would call you to being all that God has created you to be. My guess is your life would be different in every single way. You as a man would be better. Your marriage would be better. Your relationship with your kids would be better. And you would finally start to win and thrive as the man of God that you are. So if that sounds like something you would want to do, I want to offer you a free two-week trial inside the Iron Society Brotherhood. Go ahead and head on over to ironsociety.co slash free trial and you can get in the brotherhood for two weeks to see how it can absolutely change your life. Um, and it's also why, like even now with my current training, with having, I, have, I have a higher volume of training I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And so I strategically place certain things in certain places where I can accomplish the work but do it in a way where it gives me energy. Right. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a trap. A lot of guys fall into when they get into just busier seasons in general, like they legitimately have more things to do. Mm -hmm. They are so focused on how do I put the different things in its appropriate places instead of also realizing that 
you are the asset in all of this, right? You are the common denominator in all of these things. And if you don't prioritize and manage your own energy, you're not going to be able to be very effective in all of the things that you're doing. Yeah. You've which got to- will eventually lead to a, again, I, I don't, burnout is, that's where I feel like you would, you experience legitimate burnout, not the illegitimate burnout that most people want to claim. Okay. Because I, I think you and I both agree that like what most people say is burnout is not burnout. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it is, in my opinion, it's a symptom of, your vision for your life or your vision for a thing has become disconnected from the why you're doing it or what you're doing. Yeah. And then therefore you get burnt out because you've lost your passion, your vision. Right. Um, people that don't lose their passion and their vision for something, they're never burnt out with it. Yeah. It just doesn't. The burnout. Overwhelmed. Yeah. The burnout that I think you're alluding to is you haven't stopped to fill yourself up, right? You totally. haven't energized yourself. You haven't poured in yourself so you can continue to pour out. Yep. If you're constantly only pouring out and never investing in yourself, you're going to run out of, of stuff to give yep. ultimately. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the burnout that, mm-hmm. that I would identify with or, or, yeah. And even then it's like, are you really burnt out or did you, did you, have you just ran your tank to empty? Yeah. Like ultimately. you just haven't like you plug your phone in every night. Like what are the things that you do other than sleep? that you are essentially plugging yourself into the wall and right. saying, this is legitimately re-energizing me. Yeah. And most guys, I mean, most guys want the dopamine hit and the pleasure so much that when they really should be plugging themselves into something to energize themselves, they're going to look at porn or they're going to do, you know, drink because it numbs them a little bit. Mm-hmm. If guys would just replace those two things, mm-hmm. like the pleasure that you would seek when you're feeling burnt out or overwhelmed, you plug into an energizing activity, mm-hmm. um, your life will completely change Absolutely, because you would take something that you think is going to bring you pleasure, but it really sucks and drains more out of you. And you, you know, you turn it into an activity where you're plugging yourself in and energizing yourself. Yeah. Your life will change forever. Yeah. Yeah. To escape is never going to be a benefit in the end. No. It may help in the moment. Yeah. Perhaps. But to fully escape or distract is only going to delay the inevitable. Yeah. All it does is press the pause button. Yeah. That's all it does. Like movie, movie's still got to play. Movie's still going to play, dude. <laughs> you're still, you can like, at some point you got to press the go button again yeah. and you're going to be right back in the thing. Yeah. Um, and, and potentially worse off. hundred percent. You're yeah. going in as a less energized, less passionate person yeah. than you were. Yeah. So, I mean, overwhelm, like you just got a whole lot of stuff going on right now. Burnout. Um, again, like I, I, oh, there's a lot about the term burnout. I don't like, mm-hmm. I just don't like mainly because a lot of what you were alluding to, right? So many people when they're like, I'm burnt out just because my boss is a total butthole and he's giving me all this terrible work and I'm just burnt out with my job, dude. It's like, well, how about you take some responsibility? First of all, like stop blaming it on everybody else for your burnout. Right. Um, like that's, that's the first thing I don't like is most often it's used in this way where it's like, I'm a victim to the situation here. I'm the victim to the circumstance. Right. Um, well, it doesn't even have to be a, a boss or a bad situation, right? You could be a musician in a, in a worship team or, or band yeah. and playing, and it's something that you enjoy doing, right? Yep. But when you've done it week in and week out for year upon year, you know, the Thursday night practices, the all day Sunday, you know, like you could, if, if you don't continue to follow your passion, if you don't continue to 
reevaluate on say a quarterly basis, Mm -hmm. if you never take time off, like we're not meant to just go, 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 go. Just as we were talking about, you have Mm -hmm. to refuel, you have to re-energize and, and that's what helps keep that passion alive is because you've made time in your life for other things also. Yeah. In, In my opinion, like what are the things that truly re-energize you, that mm-hmm. restore you? Um, and if you're not making time for those, maybe maybe only play three times a month on the worship team or mm-hmm. twice a month on the worship team or, or or something. Maybe even if that's just for a season, you know. Yeah. While while you know you've, for instance, back to you know EMT on top of all the things, you know, during this busier season. Maybe you need to pull back from, you know, a volunteer position to half of what you did before, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the bandwidth to ensure that you've got the energy to show up as the dad you're supposed to be, as the husband you're supposed to be, so on and so forth. You know, and, and that could just be for a season. And then when, you know, there's more time available and you don't have all the pressure and, and stress, you can jump back in and go go full bore again, you know, where you used to be. Yeah. And I think... I think some guys, you know, as the guy on on the call articulated, like there's a little bit of like guilt, you know, sure. by if, if he was to say, Hey, I can't play as much as I am now. There's this like guilt and like shame, like, man, these people are depending on me. And while that's a good feeling to have, like to feel dependent on. Yeah. And especially when you're able to fulfill that with, with no problem. But when, when it turns into this condemnation, guilt thing like that's not a healthy place to be like you need to have your convictions and and do what you say you're going to do and and show up when you've committed to something for Mm -hmm. sure right but at the end of the day when you start feeling like you know you're gonna let people down if you don't show up to where it's this unhealthy condemnation conviction Mm -hmm. uh uh condemnation um guilt thing yeah like that starts to get to a situation where you really need to evaluate where you're at and what mm-hmm. your bandwidth is and why you're, why you're doing it. Cause then it, here's the thing you may think the world might fall apart. If you're not doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. Guess what? It's not gonna fall apart. It's not going to fall apart. Yeah. They're going to be just fine. Right. We don't need to do the same thing every week, week in, week out. Yeah. We can do something different for, yep. for a spell. We can, Adjust and, and hey, you know what? Maybe there's an opportunity for someone else to come in and help out, you know, in mm-hmm. your stead for a while. If there's that seat's never empty, no one else is ever, you know, no one else is going to see the opportunity to, to sit in in that yeah. seat and, and fulfill that role. Yeah. When there's when there's no need apparent, no one steps up to do it because there's no need, right? Yeah. If you've just got it handled all the time, <clears throat> why would anybody else jump in? Yeah. But all of a sudden, if you're missing, that actually can be a really great thing. Hey, Mm -hmm. here's an opportunity for someone else to come be a part. And now your team is growing, right? Now you can share the load and do it together. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I, and I think especially when it comes to like burnout or overwhelm, one thing you have to keep in mind is, um, is being very aware of if it is meant to be a stretching season. Sure. Right. Like, um, our, like our word for the year, like for this upcoming year, it has to do with enlarging, stretching, lengthening and enlarging. Right. And so when I, when I know that our word for the year is that I can view, well, I, I will, I am forced to view moments where I may feel overwhelmed or burnt out as 
no, I'm like in a season right now where like I'm stretching my capacity and I need to shut up it's necessary and be and quit being a little baby. And that's what we told the guy is like, there's the side that's the practical. You got to check on it and you got to be honest about things. Yep. But then you also have to ask yourself, like, are you saying you're burnt out because you're just being a little wuss? Mm-hmm. Like, do you just need to like, is this a season where like the Lord is stretching your capacity mm-hmm. and you're just pissing and moaning about it? Mm-hmm. Like. We have to understand, we have to know the season we're in. Yeah. If we're not in a season where we feel like this is supposed to be a stretching season for me, um, then that's where I would sit back and be like, yeah, you might want to reevaluate stuff, dude. Yeah. But even this morning, right? Like, I mean, the reason I'm going to look at a business to buy, right? Because I know our word for the year for this upcoming year. And I know some other situational things where I'm like, yeah, this actually makes sense. Like this, the fact that this came in front of me at this moment makes total sense mm-hmm. for like, it fits in with our word for the year, fits in with some of our vision and our goals. Like this makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to wait a couple of weeks to talk to the person about it. I'm like, no, today I'll mm-hmm. meet you at 11, mm-hmm. you know, because it, because, and some people might say, well, you're going to, would you take that on in addition to the iron society? It's like, yeah, because like the Lord literally told my wife and I, as we're heading into this new year. We are to stretch our tent pegs out. We're to enlarge our borders, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a stretching season. Mm-hmm. It's to expand us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, we, I, we can march confidently into that knowing, no, this is the season we're in. If you're not in a stretching season and you know you're not supposed to be in one, then that's where you probably got to start evaluating some things and be like, no, no, no. I got to pull some stuff off my plate and focus on what I, what I know I'm called to right now instead of doing all this extra stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, the key word you keep saying is evaluate, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not evaluating on a consistent basis where you're at, what what the vision is, right? I think, you know, you guys do a thing where it's yearly. You're, you're really working through what the vision is for the yep. next year, right? I think that's great. And then and then quarterly, you're evaluating, okay, how are we doing on that? Where yep. are we at? And then as things come and present themselves, all right, let's evaluate where we're at, what our bandwidth is, what our capacity is. Does this align with our yep. vision and our goals? Yep. Oh, okay. This, this fits. Yep. Perfect. Let's add it in and keep going. Right. Yep. Or, oh no, actually this wouldn't be wise to say yes to this. Cause it doesn't align with these things. Mm-hmm. It's that evaluation that's stopping and really taking a look. I think so often we're just go, 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 going. Oh, right. Yeah. And so it's, it's quick and easy to say yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can, I can handle that. I can handle that. Or, or the opposite. No, 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 no. And never grow. Yep. Right. There's, there's the, the evaluation is so critical and we, we often really fail at it because yeah. we don't slow down enough to actually stop and, and identify pros and cons. Yep. You know, is there, is this, can this be an asset to us? Does this grow us as a family, as a, as an individual, so on and so forth. And yeah, if we're not evaluating, man, it really, you, you, you set yourself up for failure in a sense. Well, and also too, I think an important piece of this conversation, because it ties into everything we're talking about right now, evaluation is incredibly important. But if you have not decided on values and vision, right. You have nothing nothing to to evaluate. You have nothing to judge. Yeah. When I walked in the house this morning and told my wife, Hey babe, I think I'm going to buy this company and start doing this because she knows our vision values. You want to know what the first words out of her mouth were? Didn't freak out. I'm guessing. She's like, Oh, sweet rock and roll. It's, it wasn't a, we need to pray about this because we don't. 
Already did. We already did. We already got a word from the Lord. We yeah. already know the direction we're in. Yeah. Right. And two, like, because we have the vision and my wife knows I'm the leader and I'm, I'm hearing from the Lord. I'm searching for stuff. I'm constantly looking. It wasn't like, Oh, well, babe, we should talk about this. We should really pray about this. We know our vision. We know our values. We know where we're headed for this next season. And so when I walked in, it was nonchalantly. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy this company. It was a, Oh, sweet. Tell me more. You know, it wasn't a freak out. Are you sure? Whatever. Yeah. And but the only way you can a again, this is and this is a different side of the conversation. The only way you and your wife can be on the same page when it's coming to overwhelm or burnout and making decisions and all this, you have to have the measuring rods to measure it by. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. otherwise, you're you're gonna. And it's, this is why it's easier to run at a fast pace and just say yes to everything or say no to everything because it, re, it, it releases you from doing the lead in work. That is actually the harder part, mm-hmm. right? Getting the vision, getting the, you know, the values, all of that, because when you, when you establish those things, it will actually make yeses easier and no's way easier. Yeah. And when you don't have that, you can just run a million miles an hour saying yes to whatever and no to whatever. And then you wonder why you either get to this place of burnout and overwhelm or you get to this place where you never wanted to be because you never had anything to truly evaluate anything by. Yeah. If you know your destination yeah. and you begin to be pushed off course, yep, you can still course correct. Absolutely. If you don't know your destination, you don't even know you get pushed off course. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that. If you don't simple. know, if you don't know where you're going, any road can get you there. Exactly. Any road can get you to somewhere you don't know you're going. Yeah. Right. So, but if you just you know might your end desti- up in hell, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. but if you know your destination, yeah, there are only so, there are only so many routes that can get you to a particular outcome and destination, right? This is why it's so important to know where in the world you're actually going mm-hmm. and being able to articulate it with crystal clarity. Mm-hmm. Right. And that starts by knowing who you are hundred percent, right? First and foremost. Yes. And then beginning to establish, you know, that vision and values and and so on and so forth and how you're going to execute those. Yes. Yeah. So big picture when it comes to overwhelm, burnout, all of that, how do you overcome it? Right. What do you, so let's say that you're in, you are in legitimate burnout, right? Or you are in legitimate overwhelm. What do you do? Right. What do we do? First thing I think everyone needs to feel permission for intentionally pressing the pause button to remove yourself from the situation and take a breath. Yeah. Right. Gain, gain some perspective. Yeah. And if this is, I mean, there's, there's the hard part is, and this is where people would push back. Like Cody, I feel overwhelmed with my kids. How do I just push the pause button and back off for a little bit? Well, that's a great question. Mm. Right. And this is where I would say, um, those activities we talked about before, right? Like the alcohol, the TV, the, this, the, that, the other thing, right? The whatever gamble, like just, there's tons of it, right? Mm -hmm. Find every single little bit of that crap in your life. Pull your phone open, go look at your screen time, right? Remove as much of that as humanly possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and replace it with something that is going to feed your body, your mind, or your spirit. So, Perhaps not even the pause button, but the delete button. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Yes. Because what you're doing is, is the, the very moments that would enable you to pull back and press the pause button. What you're doing 
is you're filling them with things that are just distracting you and sucking energy from you. And so you have moments to press the pause button and pull back. You have them. Yeah. Right. It's like, dude, I have six kids and like a lot of stuff going on and I have tons of time where I know that I can pull back. Part of that is I've created it. Mm -hmm. And part of it is I find it mm -hmm. right. Um, so no matter where you're at in life, you have the time yeah. to, to press this, but that's the first thing you have to do is you have to press the pause button at some point and pull back a little bit to refill your energy tank at some point. It makes me think even beyond the delete button is the control alt delete, right? So the computer's just frozen, yep. right? Or that software program on your computer's just frozen. Things yep. aren't working, yep. right? What do you do? Control alt delete. Mm -hmm. Close out that program, reboot the computer, reset, I yep. think is the key word here, yep. right? Reset. You got to take the time to reset. Yep. And that is even where, and I'll just be straight up with dudes. You're so messed up and your, your mindset is so messed up. Your identity is so messed up. Your habits, your rhythms, your routines are so absolutely royally screwed. Even pressing control alt delete is not going to be the answer for them <laughs> because <laughs> you're going to press control alt delete. And then this, and this restart with the same thing, you're gonna restart same with software, the same, same software and yeah. operating system. And yep. this is why we are so absolutely passionate about defining your identity, forging an unbeatable mind mm -hmm. and coupling those things together, which we teach you how to do in the iron society, because this is what men do. They want to press control, alt delete on their marriage. And so they get a divorce and get a new marriage, yeah. but their second one yeah. ends up just in the same place as the first. Yep. And it's not because you didn't just press control, alt delete. You ran the same software the second time. Yeah. And this is why being transformed by the renewing of your mind is so important mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you can press control alt delete, but if you run the same play, yeah. you run the same software, yeah. things are going to end up in the exact same place. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's a difference between upgrading software, hardware, and firmware. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, we could do a whole episode on that about what the Lord actually does in that. Right. Like the actual firmware, like, we'll talk about it later because I'll sure. start getting into all that because it's a nerdy, it's nerdy, but it's really cool. Um, but you got to said no one ever, yeah, right? <laughs> but a nerd, they only don't know it's cool because they haven't heard it before. Um, which uh, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll talk about that at some point. It's fun. It's a fun conversation. Um, but you got to pull back. Mm -hmm. You got to pull back and take a breath yep. and do something that refreshes and revitalizes you. Um, the second thing, that I always like to do is like, I call it lifestyle math. Okay. you got to figure out what to, um, add or take away. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and always do subtraction before addition. Yeah. So you're always. not talking about the things that you just alluded to and that all the, the vices and the things that are distracting and, and keeping you from things you're talking about the, the potentially good things. Totally. Right. Good Absolutely. things are not necessarily all beneficial though. Yes. Right. In your season. Yes. And yeah, I think all, I mean, I think vices in general need to get killed. Yes. Hence the reason why I have a nicotine free pouch in my lip right now, because I'm going 12 hours strong with no nicotine. Boom. And for any of you that would just hear that me like, well, you're a Christian dude, Cody, and you were addicted to nicotine. Yeah. Shut up. You're probably addicted to porn. So shut your mouth. <laughs> right. Like get over it. Um, like, human, human. Right oh my gosh. A dude that actually is addicted to something. Not Jesus. Yeah. Not Jesus. Sorry to disappoint. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, vices, obviously, yes, get rid of, get rid of them. You shouldn't have them. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, subtracting things in your life that you're saying yes to that you just need to say no to for a season or indefinitely. Yeah. They right? may not get you to that destination that you've set, right? I mean, no. If, if they aren't, that's probably a good qualifier to boot them. Yes. And I think these are things you need to evaluate on a ongoing regular basis. Like, I mean, dude, you could just call me like the lifestyle butcher because like I will butcher a ske- I will butcher my schedule repeatedly over and over. As soon as I get the whiff that it's not working right. I mean, in the past month when we've started this marathon build, right? Yeah. How many times have we shifted the schedule for sure. what days are doing what on where and where and all this and where the yeah. podcast is and all this, right? It's like, I will hack a schedule to death mm-hmm. to make sure that it serves the outcome that I know I'm chasing. Yep. It's that course correction, right? All the time. As you're traveling, you're still moving forward. Still, mm-hmm. still forward progress, right? Yep. But you're trying different plays. Yep. Just like a football field. Yep. A, a team running different plays. What works? What doesn't? Yeah. What What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? You begin to identify all those by running these plays. Yep. And you can adjust accordingly to where you win and you're able to score, right? Yeah. We're going to get back to the rest of this episode in just a moment. But first, I had a question for you. Have you taken the 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge? The 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge is a challenge and devotional that I wrote six years ago for men, and thousands of men have now gone through the 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge and have absolutely transformed their marriage. Every day comes with a devotional written specifically for you as a man to deepen your relationship with God and a challenge that you can do every single day to make your marriage even better. To go get your hands on a copy, head on over to ironsociety.co slash store and grab your book today. Now let's go ahead and jump into the rest of this episode. So, I mean... look at your calendar for a freaking week and just find the things that are not contributing to your vision or furthering your values or what you know the Lord has called you to do. Mm-hmm. And then have the balls to cut them out. Yeah. Cut them out. And I'm talking about people. I'm talking about places you might serve or things you might do. I'm talking about recurring schedule events that are either with people or doing things that you just know are not serving you. Mm-hmm. But it's what you've always done, right? It's it's what it's I've always done. I've yeah. always had beer with the boys on Thursdays. <sighs> I hate that statement. Well, it's it's what we it's just what we do. Yeah, and well, it's like, I, and that's why you have what you have. Yeah, that's why you're at where you're at. Exactly. You know. Yep. That's why the first onboarding guys into the Iron Society. When you go through onboarding with me, one of the first things I say to every single person is, "We are not here to support your current lifestyle. We are here." To kill it. Mm-hmm. Like, because your current lifestyle got you to a certain place mm-hmm. and you don't like where it's at. Mm-hmm. You want the next level. And so you have to adapt. You have to adopt next level behaviors yeah. and next level rhythms and routines and yeah. habits. Right. So you, you have to subtract first and do not dare adding anything yet, but subtract. And then from there, I would leave a dot, dot, dot yeah. in your life. Do not fill those empty spaces right away. Yeah. That's what a lot of people do. And they do it in a lot of different ways in their life. They do it with money, right? As soon as they get a raise. Oh, instead of letting there be a dot, dot, dot in their life and letting some time elapse. Some surplus happen. Yeah. Instantly it's, oh, I can add this bill and this bill and this bill. Boom. And then all of a sudden that raise 
gone. It's not, it's not even like, yeah, I got a raise anymore. Right. We do the same thing when we can subtract things out of our life, we create more space. And then all of a sudden it's, I'm just going to fill this space with something. No, Mm -hmm. no, no. Allow your life to have some breathing room. Yeah. Right. If your life is void of margin, you need to create that margin. And mm. what is margin? It's breathing room. Mm-hmm. It's breathing room in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I, oh God, I, I remember we we're trying to, you know, build some community with some folks, um, in the not too far past. And they were telling us their schedule. And my head was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we wake up at we wake up at five thirty, make a quick breakfast, get the kids ready, drop them off at school. Then I head to work, and I'm at work all day. My wife's at work all day. Then we head back at three and pick the kids up, and they come home to get a snack real quick. And then we take them to practice number one, and then we take them to practice number two. And oh, and then, by the way, there's a game in there, so we're running around. And then we get McDonald's on the way back home, and then we go to bed, and we wake up, and we do the same thing like six days a week. Yeah, I'm like, dude. That's the crazy thing. I can see that maybe I once a week. I hyperventilated hearing yeah. you. Yeah. You know? Six days a week. And then um, traveling for games and stuff oh, on the God. weekends, right? So yeah. you're never home or at church. Yeah. You're never in community. You're just surrounding yourself with all the things your kids need to do, you know, after school and yeah. after work and whatnot. And there's there's no bandwidth. Mm-hmm. No band, No free bandwidth. Yeah. There's no margin. There's no breathing room. Yeah. And you need to know it's okay to have breathing room mm-hmm. in your schedule mm-hmm. in America, in Western culture, um, for years, I think there has been a, there is a shifting of the tide as far as, you know, and I think some people have shifted it too far, um, with like, I mean, we, gosh, we can get into self-care stuff, but like even that, I'll like, ugh, that needs its own thing because <laughs> I have issues, um, <laughs> I have issues with that. Um, but I think there is a shifting of the tide. People realizing like, Hey, you got to slow down. You got to breathe. You know, it's okay. Um, but you have to give yourself permission to do that. Cause if you don't give yourself permission to make that breathing room, as soon as you get the breathing room, you will feel guilty about it. Yeah. Right. Like Again. yesterday at three 30, I, I was doing so much stuff all day. I was getting this ready. I was doing all kinds of stuff and I'm like sitting here and I feel like the Lord was just like, dude, just go lay down for a minute. I was like, huh, okay. So I woke upstairs and lay on my bed for like 20 minutes. And you know, the, you know, like was in my head the first 10 minutes guilt. Oh yeah. It was like, I, I should should be, be, I should should be be. playing with my kids right now. I should be continuing to work. I should be checking in on this. And I was like, no dude, just like, just rest. Just take a breath for a sec. Sure. And I did for the next, in about the next 10 minutes after that, I just laid there, Mm -hmm. just laid there. And then I got up and I was, I was a little more rested and rejuvenated, right? My, my mind was kind of a little more just where it needed to be. And then I went and got some dinner and sat down with the kids and talked, you know, and did all that stuff, you know? Yeah. How, how much more engaged and effective does that allow you to be the rest of the evening? A thousand percent. Right. A Instead thousand. of just pushing through out yeah. of you in your exhaustion or what have you, and perhaps giving a shorter answer mm-hmm. or being becoming frustrated or angry, you know, with, because of whatever situation when you took the time to actually, uh, recoup yeah. in a sense, right. To where, yep. again, we're talking about pouring in, filling up so you can pour out, give yeah. out. And, and here's, here's the deal. The life you want 
and the joy you want in your life is often on the other side of the margin you are not willing to create. Mm. If you would take the time and give yourself the permission to build margin into your life, the life you want and the joy you want and the fulfillment you want and the lack of overwhelm, it's on the other side of you giving yourself permission and actually doing that. Yeah. Right. And not feeling like I have to be grinding 24 seven. Yeah. You actually don't. Yeah. Because that in and of itself, just to let everybody know that is a, that is a smack in the face to God. Sure. Because what you're saying is you don't hold the world together. I do. Mm -hmm. And if I stop, everything falls apart Mm -hmm. and God's Mm -hmm. like child, Mm -hmm. child, please. Right. I hold everything together without me. It truly does all fall apart. Indeed. You, my son can take a freaking nap on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like I'm like, thanks dad. Needed that one. (laughs) I think we got to go back sometimes to Sunday school. Right. And and some of the songs and some of the Bible verses and illustrations and stuff like that made me think of, you know, he's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah. Right. Just, Trust that he's God. Mm-hmm. Trust that he's got it in control. Yeah. Trust that you're not. Yep. Uh, I think it can be that simple. And yet yep. we find ourselves trying to fill his shoes. Yes. And it's just not possible. Yes. Yeah. And dude, okay, you want to talk about songs, dude. It's this it's the time of year actually, perfect for this. Um, when we had Elijah, uh, so he's born on November 17th, like 13 years ago now. Uh, we were in the hospital room and Steph had is after she already had him. Right. And it was like at 2 AM in the middle of the night. Like he had been born, I don't know, six hours previously. Right. We have this radio on in the room cause she was up feeding or whatever. And this song comes on. Um, uh, I had at the time I had no idea what it was. Okay. Right. Um, so she had just fed him and I'm holding him before I lay him down. Mm-hmm. Right? My son's like eight, eight weeks old. Eight weeks, eight hours. hours old, eight hours old. And, you know, leading up to having a child, it's like, you're, you're praying for their future. You're praying for healthy delivery, right? You just think about all their, I mean, I, we just had our first child and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm a dad now. Yeah. What am I going to teach him? Huge what life change. All this stuff. Right. And this song comes on. Um, and it's funny cause I was holding him when I heard this. The first line is go to sleep. My son, this manger for your bed. You have a long road before you rest your little head. This mm. is the song is called Joseph's lullaby. Um, and it goes into, can you feel the weight of your glory? Do you understand the price or does the father guard your heart for now? So you can sleep at night mm. talking about Jesus. Yeah. Right. Like, and Joseph, like as a baby, he's like, man, this baby's going to die. Like, do you understand what you're, what you're going to do? Or does the father guard that from you? So just so you can rest right yeah. now, you know? Um, and then it goes on to go to sleep. My son, baby, close your eyes soon enough. You'll save the day. But for now, dear, ch- dear child of mine, sleep tight. Hmm. Right. And w- I remember hearing this and, and thinking to myself, if Jesus could take naps, and Jesus could sleep. Me too. Sure. I can't do. Yep. I, he had the weight of the world yep. on his shoulders. The, he was literally the one man mission team for rescuing mankind from sin's grip. Yeah. 
and he and he would take naps. I think it was this is the trust in the father. Hundred percent. Right? Like even, you know, the eve of his death, you know, if going to going to dad and like, hey, if you could take this from me, that'd be great. But yeah. if not, I get it. Like, yep. let's go. I'll do it. I trust you. Yep. You know. I think that's um that's a great example. I mean, it also makes me think, you know, him sleeping, you know, in the boat, uh-huh. you know, while the storm's Mark happening six. and, you know, and his, his disciples are freaking out and he's yeah. like, you know, you know, I command the, the yeah. waves and the sea, right? Like, yeah, pretty sure I got this. Yeah. And more importantly, God's got this. Yes. Like the creator of the universe is in control of creation. Yes. Rest. Yep. And I think that's why Jesus was actually able to rest Yeah. because he knew ultimately not only did he possess the ability to do something about it, but he knew his father would, he, yeah. he knew his father was in control. Yeah. Right. And he knew the mission that he was on. And so he's like, no, no, this boat's not going to go out because I have to go to the cross and I'm not there yet. Yep. So I have told, nothing's going to happen to me right now. Yep. Like even if something does, it's not going to take me out because I know my mission hasn't been fulfilled. Right. Right. He had trust in the father. And that, so that's the other thing is like, you have to give yourself permission um, to create margin and to actually rest in that margin. But the second thing, like you just have to rest in the father, dude. Yeah. Like, you, you seriously just have to sit back and just trust. Yeah. Like, and that is so hard mm-hmm. because there are two sides to that. There is the, well, if I just trust so much, am I just going to sit here and be a lazy person and not do anything? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, not exactly. Right. Like every time we ask God to move a mountain, he'll give you, put a shovel in your hand first. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to be diligent and all of that. Um, but at the same time, like at some point you just have to be able to have the discernment of like you know what? I just crossed a threshold from doing what was required of me to now I'm trying to play God because I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to know when you've crossed that line of walking out faithfully in obedience, what God has asked you to do and required of you. And when you've crossed the line from obedience to now I'm going to take ownership over everything because I don't trust God can actually do this. Yeah. So I'm going to do everything. Yeah. Right. You gotta, you gotta know when you're crossing that threshold. Yeah. Uh, and, and Christ is such a fantastic example of that, you know, for him to, as you said, he came on mission and, oh, and he was on mission just because he was resting in the boat. Doesn't mean he wasn't still getting after it. He was headed somewhere yep. to go continue the mission. Oh, think about that for a second too. The rest was part of his mission. Yeah. The rest is the work. Sure. Yeah. He was still on mission while he was resting. Still on route. Therefore, insinuating the rest is actually part of fulfilling the mission. Mm-hmm. That'll preach. Indeed. That'll preach. But could you imagine living life in such a way that you know your mission so clear and having so much faith and trust in God that, hey, I can't be taken out yet. Yep. I, I can't be taken out yet. If, if we were able to do that as Jesus did, mm-hmm. to live out of that confidence, no, it's not my time. Yep. I still got work to do. Yep. Even if we don't a hundred percent know, right. But to be able to trust in that, regardless, I'm going to function out of this belief. Yep. Man, what could, what could people accomplish? Yeah. Well, cause I mean the opposite of that too, you don't know that to be true, right? So either way you're making something up, you might as well make something up that kind of makes life a little better. Right. Right. It's like, I mean, And that's the reason why, you know, asking the questions like, what if this doesn't work or, you know, all the, all these different types of things, um, dude, any way you slice it and dice it, you don't know, Mm -hmm. 
So like, I, and this is the way I operate. I'm like, I'm not, I, because I don't know either way, I might as well just latch on to something that is going to kind of put me in a better headspace and cause me to have more faith in God anyway. Yeah. You know, and ultimately like, again, just wrapping all this up, overwhelm, stressed out, anxious, burnt out, all these things. You have to know where you're going. Mm -hmm. You have to know, and, and that where you're going has to be driven by your values. Yep. By your why. And if you, and if you lose those things, you have no measuring rod for anything. Mm -hmm. So you have to get that dialed in. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you have to be willing to take a step back, evaluate, rest, and trust God. And the, the part about all of that, that most people, most men will not like is that involves a lot of different process. Yeah. The process of getting vision and clarifying your values, the process of actually taking a step back and processing what's going on, the process of rest, the process of thinking about all of that. Everybody wants microwaved answers. Yep. Right. Everybody wants the McDonald's drive through vision. Well, can we, can I drive through here and just pick this one and then mosey on with my night? Yeah. And it's like, that's not how the Lord works. It's just finding someone to tell you what to do. Yeah. Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yep. That's not, that's not exactly how it works. We're all unique and, and yeah. we need to be able to take the time to come up with our own assessment and evaluation and, and work out of that. Yeah. So whatever, what, whatever piece of that you need to do, you are charged with doing that. Mm -hmm. If you need to clarify the vision and the value, so you actually have a measuring rod to use, do that. Otherwise you have, you, you have no legs to stand on. If you need to draw back and press the pause button and do some like some lifestyle subtraction, then you're charged with doing that. Or maybe you're in a place where God's just saying, bro, you're not God. I am. You need to open your hands and relinquish your grip a little bit and let me be God mm -hmm. because you trying to be God is going to run you into an early grave. Yeah. Like just chill. And all those things you just described, I mean, that's leadership. Absolutely. Right. Taking responsibility for you yep. and yours Yep. and doing the necessary work to lead. Yeah, absolutely. And the it, first person you'll ever lead is yourself. Indeed. Yeah. And a good leader always has to be able to be led as well. And that's where you have to allow yourself to be led by the Lord and the Holy Spirit. There you like, go. You have to. Those are the first two. Look at all those pieces of the puzzle coming together. <laughs> we don't even have notes for this crap. It's just coming out of nowhere. Anyways, so if you're feeling if you're feeling like that, you guys, I mean, you, you take some kind of action, whether that action is rest or it's getting vision or whatever. You have to take some kind of action on this. So get your butt in gear, dude. Um, but anyways, uh, love you guys. Hope you're, I mean, I hope cri your Christmas season, I hope that even in the next week that you can take some action to get a little less overwhelmed and enjoy and slow the heck down and take a nap for God's sake on a Tuesday afternoon. Amen. Um, it'll be good for you. Good for your soul. But anyways, um, if you're, and also if you're looking for a place, you know, where you can hear this kind of stuff every single week in a much more intimate context. Um, the iron society brotherhood is going to be where you want to go. So you can go to ironsociety.co to learn more about that. Apply. We can have a conversation and we'll get you rocking and rolling. So anyways, guys, love you. We know the best is yet to come for you. We'll talk soon. See ya. 
out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.